Learn how to build your faith in God's Word and live a life of 100% victory 100% of the time. As you listen to the senior pastor, Davis Christian Center, Pastor Kingsley Okunkwo, and expect God's Word to work for you. Last week we started uh, a series titled The Biggest Lie. This lie is so bad because it has the capacity to destroy you and destroy your potentials. And this lie is so persuasive that even many Christians have come to believe it. And how do I know they believe it? Because I hear a lot of them sharing this lie, a lot of them saying these lies. And if you are here today and you've ever said these lies I'm going to explain, you better change and stop saying the lies. One of the major lies the devil will tell you is that disobeying God will not cost you. The devil will tell you, obeying God is fine, nothing is going to happen. So we looked at, we started from Genesis, where God told the children of um, Adam and Eve, sorry, told Adam and Eve that you can eat freely of all the trees in the garden. Eat them freely. These were probably thousands and thousands of trees, thousands and thousands of fruits. He said, eat all of them, anyone you like. Then the next verse, he says what? But, but, there is one you are not supposed to eat. Eat all the other trees. Eat all the other fruits. But, there is one you are not supposed to eat. He said, the day you eat it, you will surely die. And guess what happened? The, biggest, the big liar came in the next chapter and told them that, is it true that God says you should not eat any tree in this garden? Do you see the biggest liar? He said, Did God say you should not eat any tree? Ah, Eve said, No. It's not all the trees. He said, We can eat all the other trees except this one. He said, The day we eat it, we will die. Look at that. <laughs> and Satan said, You will not surely die. Praise God. Look at this. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. He, he told her the biggest lie. That, no, the God says, No, the first lie. This God is not uh, that bad. You will not surely die. Did she die or not? <laughs> I don't know what lie he's telling you. It won't cost you. Ah, ah. She didn't die immediately. Or she didn't die that day. She didn't die that day. But she's dead today. She's out of the garden today, naked out of the garden today. She's in the borough. She's outside today. That was not what she bargained for. So the devil always comes to tell you that obeying God does not make sense. Let me tell you, no human being alive has lived long enough to give you such an idea. Because just because Adam and Eve didn't die that day, years later, they found out that God was right and the devil was wrong. Are you here, somebody? So, we began to look at seven things that God said is holy and that Satan tries to tell you is not holy. You can use it anyhow you like. Holy means separated and devoted to God. Holy means something you keep aside in the honor of God, okay? Holy means something you separate and keep aside in the honor of God. Hallelujah. I can't hear you. I said hallelujah. 
<laughs> that, that video of what, what we discussed last Sunday, it was now trending on social media last week. And I was just laughing at one or two religious people that actually think that singing love song is, uh, that you must be gospel love song. I don't even know where this will come from. That you are even on Instagram is already wrong. Instagram is not a gospel app. So you have already missed your argument has no basis. We are talking first. Instagram is talking to me. About. Because some people think that, that holiness and we are born again means we, 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 we don't come in contact with the world. Then you are riding on road. Then you go to school. Your school, is it gospel school? Your bank, is it a gospel bank? If you are even on Instagram, you have missed it because Instagram is not a gospel app and all the things you material you see there, they are not gospel material. Different things are there. So to be on Instagram and telling me about gospel or no gospel, you have already missed it. Somebody get what I'm saying? That's not, that, that's not what God is trying to say at all. And this one makes some people not be able to project the gospel right because they think, they think we're, we're all ghosts. <laughs> so we're leaving it for the world to control and the world has no message to give. That story from that day, Jerry. So, God, holiness is something we keep aside in the honor of God. Okay, separated, kept aside for the honor of God. Now, the first thing um, God was trying to say is to honor, to honor Him with is your time. Your time. So we did that last Sunday. Please get the full message, okay? There's no way I can catch up with everything. So get the full message. But first thing he's saying is time. God said, you have six days to work. He demonstrated it physically, alright? Yeah, you have six days to walk, and on the seventh day he rested. He didn't rest because he was tired. He rested to show us that you can't keep walking throughout. It doesn't work like that. Somebody getting this? I can't go into the whole message. Please get, I did it last Sunday. Please get it. And he, he, he set up a principle called the law of the Sabbath from then on. He said you need to keep a part of your time. That's what he's trying to say. You need to keep a part of your time separate from, from chasing money, from chasing work. Keep a part of your time separate for family, for refreshing, for rest, and above all also for time of refreshing to your spirit man. And you do that by fellowshipping with the Lord. Somebody getting this. But the devil tells you, you don't have enough time. You don't have enough time to pray. See when you wake up to get to work. See when you come back to traffic. You don't have enough time to meet up all your budget, to meet all your meetings, to meet all your hustle. You don't have enough time. That's the biggest lie. You do have enough time. And if you don't, if you really don't have enough time, if you are too busy to spend time with God, you are too busy. You are too busy. You are too busy. See, eh? They're, oh, it's just so sad. There, there are people that have been busier than you oh, before you came home. Oh. Today, where is their busyness? This life in its structure is temporary. There's nothing you can do about this life. It's temporary. So you can't be that busy that you don't have time. So God is saying, the first thing you need to honor me with is time. It's time. And Satan says, we don't have enough. God says, you do have enough. Because I'm not going to give you 24 hours. Inside the 24 hours, give me some. Give me some out of it. Spend time in worship, in, in, in prayer, in learning. He said, man does not live by bread alone. Bread is your natural sustenance. It means money. He said, man doesn't live by natural sustenance alone. But man is meant to live by every word. That what comes out of the mouth of God. You see, the bad thing about not spending time with God personally in prayer is that you don't even know what you are missing. That's the sad thing about it. You don't know what you are missing. There's so much God wants to do in your life and through your life, but it's only in that place of worship and prayer privately that you get it. He said, He that prays in secret. He said, My father that sees in secret, we reward him where? In the open. There are so many blessings that I would have met with you, but you, 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 never, you don't have enough time. To spend with God. 
there is no struggling Christian. I put it to you. There is no real struggling Christian. If you check their life, you'll find out, first of all, that they have no proper devotion with the Lord personally. Because no matter what you are facing, when you go to God, He will download to you what to do. I like a scripture in Timothy. It says, bodily exercise profits little. It says, but godliness profits unto what? All things. How, how many of you know people that are very regular in their gym? Or in their, their exercise routine? How many of you know people like that? I know people like it. They don't miss it. You know, you see them every day. They find the post is for us on social media, so we know. That they don't miss it. Every day, they, 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 they keep it. I wish those same people can keep a spiritual regimen like that. The benefits will be different. Because some of those people that, you, 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 can, you can keep a physical regimen, but they say, look at it here. It said, bodily exercise. It's not bad, it's good. I, I also, I, I do exercise, so don't get me wrong. So bodily exercise is good. Say, but it profits little. What do they mean? They mean the profit is so little because it benefits you only physically. But they said, look next, which is what they mean there is spiritual exercise. It says, is profitable unto what? Oh, so if you have proper spiritual regimen, eh, no matter what your natural problems are, that spiritual impact you are gaining will affect it. But your physical exercise is not the same. If there are people that do exercises and they are broke, they are regular at the gym, but they are broke. Am I correct? That exercise can't affect their financial life. There are people that do those exercises, but their marriage is bad. That exercise can't affect their marriage. Somebody get what I'm saying? That's what I'm trying to tell you here. That your physical exercise only benefits you physically, but your spiritual exercise benefits you in all things. I shared the story, I've shared the story many times here, how um, I missed one of my tests in school when I was in high institution. I missed one of my tests. I, I was among those that resumed late. Then uh, I, I wasn't attending all the lectures and all that. So there was one particular test with, with, with a few of us that had missed it. So the teacher came to class one day, unexpected, after the lecture of the day. He said, those of you that have missed my test, today's your last day, you must do it today. So come to my office in exactly an hour from now and do the test. And this was close to the end of semester. So he was going to give us a test based on all the work of the semester. And I've not attended, I've not, attended lecture, I've not been coming, to, I don't even know what they were talking about. I didn't even have a textbook or anything. So I borrowed the textbook. But see what I did, guys. And this same thing applies to you, your circular job. This is what I did. I took the textbook, where a few of us, not just only me. So the other people went to look for how to cram everything, the terms, the whole semester's work in one hour. I took the textbook, kept, I knew I could not learn everything new. I knew that. So I kept the textbook, and I spent the first 30 minutes in worship, communicating with the Lord. Oh, but I remember, that is a particular song I was singing, that's why I remember it. I, I can never forget it. And I kept singing and worshiping. The moment I hit the kind of atmosphere I wanted, heavens just opened. I spent 30 minutes in worship. The remaining 30 minutes, Holy Ghost just said, read chapter 1. That's all. Say, read only chapter 1. I looked at chapter 1 from the first page to the end page. I ate it. I devoured it in that 30 minutes. The whole chapter 1. Everything. All the comma, all the full stop. Ate it. In 30 minutes. Got to the exam. The test. All the other guys were trying to cover the whole test book in one hour. If you have done that before, you should know what that means. You should know you won't remember anything. Have you? Hope you have done that before. You know what that You won't remember one. Even your name, you won't remember. I've done it before, so I know. I know. <laughs> you just don't remember anything. <laughs> You'll be blocking your mind. So that's what most people try to do in one hour. God told me, just chapter 1. We got to the exam hall. There were two questions. You know those kind of questions. Either do question 1 or question 2. All those questions that have children, grandchildren, cousin, and relative, great-grandchildren. But just question 1, question 2. And they say, do one of the each. 
Guess what? Question one was based on what? Chapter one. Finish. I jacked, picked up question one, tore it to pieces. I knew I read everything in chapter one. That's the only thing I read. So I poured everything out there. The guy, they, was marking, they were marking the test in front of everybody. Not that you, you, you all enter one by one, they'll mark it and you see it. Everybody was coming out, they were failing. They were all failing. Low score. When I got there, the guy would mark one and say, You're my boy. You're my boy. I cleared everything. You see, what if I had been jogging? What if I went to the field and ran around the field three times for that exam? I would just be a very strong failure. That's what that will happen. It will have no bearing. Some of you, the challenges life will throw at you is your spiritual exercise that will help you conquer it. But you don't know God for yourself. You can't hear God. You've not, he said, we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What has God told you? He said, I don't know what I'll do in my career. Who are you asking? Is it me? You're asking what you'll do with your career? I don't know what you'll do with your career. I don't know what you do with your life. I didn't make you. Ask the person that made you. He will tell you what to do with your life. Somebody get what I'm saying? I want to run to Canada. Are you sure? Did God tell you that? Please ask your relatives abroad how they are living. No, don't just assume. You know, most I don't give you guys a real picture. I have to go to America. I have to get to Canada. Go and ask them. I call them apart. Caesar, come tell me the truth. Don't lie. If you bring that God, if you lie, I kill you here. Tell me the truth. How are things there? <laughs> they will tell you, my brother. <laughs> because I see bank managers live here and go and wash plates there. I said, bank managers live here and, and, and they're working in Walmart. They're working in supermarkets. Not, it's not bad, but it, is that what they want for their life? That's what I'm saying. And these are real life people. Real institutions. Walmart. Supermarkets. Bank manager person here. What, what, what you, going, the relocating is not even bad if, God is, if that's what God is telling you to do. Isaac did the same thing. There was a famine in the days of Isaac. There was poverty in the He wanted to run to Egypt. Egypt was the Canada or America of that time. He wanted to run to Egypt. God said, No. God said, Stay in this land. I will bless you. And right there and then, things began to multiply. Is somebody get what I'm saying? So the first thing we honor God with is our time. He, he, he can't give you 1,400 uh, something minutes in every day. Every day they give you, they reload you. Every day. Boom! They credit you. 24 hours, 1,000 uh, and something, 1,400, how many minutes I need? 1,440 minutes. They credit you every day, boom! And every day you blow it, and you don't have time for the person that is crediting you. Every day. It's like somebody loading your phone, somebody sending you credit, and you never call him. That's how bad it is. Girl, I, know, I know some girls do it. Some wicked girls. Every day, this guy is sending you airtime. 1,000, 5,000, or 3,000 every day. And you can't call and say, thank you, I received it. That's what you do every day that God credits you with 24 hours. Credits you 1,000. And don't take it for granted. There are people that were not credited that day. People are not credited that day. You just consume your own. And Satan tells you, this 1,400 something is not enough. That's what he's trying to tell you. It's not enough for all the things you want to consume it on. And you see, the best way to even make it enough is to take part of it and give it to the Creator. Then he blesses the remaining in your hands. Listen. He blesses the remaining in your hands and you find that you are able to put so many things into that time. 
so many things mysteriously, supernaturally. And so you, are, you achieve more. See, see the one hour, I had one hour to prepare for the exam. If I wanted to read, I would never catch up. But with, with divine inspiration, I was able to catch up and succeed. I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. I said, I said, you don't have enough. Uh, somebody was sharing with me today how in his office he had a deadline. He's a top management guy in his office. Because some people think these things we are talking about is for loafers. Some people tell me, why didn't you come to church? I went to work. I said, in your mind, you think the church is open for jobless people? It's a jobless association. It's an association of the unemployed. It's not how churches. So I went to work. All of us go to work, my friend. Stop these lies you are telling yourself. So he said, you know, you know, after Sunday's message, he has been saying he has to start making midweek services. He has to start making time out for God, you know. So he, he, on Tuesday, they gave him a deadline. He was supposed to submit, you know, um, on, on Thursday. It was an app that only him was the person that could even decode it. No other person in the office could do it. Only him could do it. And they said he has to submit it on Thursday. And he had to start on Tuesday. So originally, he's not supposed to be able to make service that Tuesday. He attends Island Church. He couldn't make service that Tuesday. He's not supposed to make service that Tuesday. He, when he got to time for church, he said he has to leave. He has to go to church. He went to church. The thing was not done. The deadline was Thursday. By Wednesday, he looked at the thing. He called his boss and said, we might not be able to deliver on Thursday. This thing is complicated and nobody can decode it. So they said, when can you deliver? He said, Friday. He said, by, by the time he went back there, he started to get wisdom and inspiration on how to do it. He said, by that Thursday, that was the original deadline, he was done. And he sent them an email that he was done on the Thursday. And he said, his boss forwarded the mail to the ED or whatever, that the things that our consultants could not do, this guy here has done it. I get what I'm saying. Whenever you honor God with your time, he also blesses the rest of the time in your hands. It becomes more fruitful. See, raising your child, for instance, is not in the quantity of time you spend with your child. It's in the quality of time you spend with your child. So you might have one hour with your child, and that will impact his life more than you spending ten hours with him without the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Physical exercise can't do that. If you're a mother, you go to gym, you'll just be a fit, bad parent. But if you are annoyed, you, 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 you'll be able to parent that child. Because every child is different. So you must know what to do. I don't know why, I don't know why any human being would not want to be in close relationship with, the, with, with God. It doesn't make any sense. All the people you are consulting with have not even lived long enough to know. <laughs> I mean, there are many... <laughs> no time to even go into that. Basically, honor, honor God with your time. That's the first thing. Second thing you must honor God with. It is with your tithe. With your tithe. That's another thing Satan tells us we don't have enough of money. First thing, you don't have enough of say You don't have enough time. You have to wake up early and run to warm up your meeting, all your appointment. No time, no time. You will fight for that time. The second thing he will tell you, you don't have enough of his money. Say, you don't have enough money. Tight call. Where's the money? No money. The principle is still the same. When you honor God with it, the rest is blessed. Same principle. Same lie. Same principle. Same blessing. Or same course. Same principle, same lie. Satan will say, the principle God gave Abraham, I mean Adam and Eve, is eat freely the rest, but keep aside some for me. Satan came and said, it's not, it's not true, you will not die. Eat everything, plus your own and his own. And many Christians tell that lie today. I don't have time for God. I don't have money to give. The tithe is never your own. Leviticus chapter 27. The tithe is not your own. It's holy to God. Leviticus 27 verse 30. I've told you the word holy means set aside, separated, and kept for God. It's kept for God. It's kept aside for God. So the Sabbath, they say keep it holy. What it means is that give me time. It said your tithe too is holy. 
There are seven things that are holy. Those are things we're looking at all through this series. Okay. He said, and I want us to read together. Everybody want to go. Whether of seed of the land, of the tree, is the Lord's. It is what? Holy unto Lord. Take note of some words. The first thing you should take note of there is all. He said, and all. The word tithe. You will see it all through what we're going to read today. All. He said, all the tithe is, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to him. All. Whether it's from your earnings, whether it's from your bonus, whether it's from a financial gift, says all. If there's any money for you, it's given to you for your own spending. Not your school fees or anything like that. Your own spending. The tithe. All of it. All of the tithe belongs to God. Tithe, the word tithe means tenth, ten percent. That was the means. He said it belongs to God. He said we should honor him with our substance. When we honor him with the part of it, he has given you liberty with the ninety. Say for that ninety, anything you want to do with the ninety, if you want to buy hair, with the whole ninety is fine. If you want to buy, buy soft drinks, with the whole ninety is fine. If you want to buy clothes, with the whole ninety is fine. But he said that ten, it's not yours. Is holy to me. I said, I would say, it's not enough. Eat it. You will not surely die. You will not surely die. Hallelujah. The tithe, we don't give tithe, we pay tithe. Because it's never ours. It was never ours. It's something that belongs to God. It's holy to God. We bring it to Him. Your generosity starts after the tithe. The tithing is not a measure of your generosity. It was never yours. In fact, in Malachi, God used a very strong word. He said, you have robbed me. You can't say somebody robbed you if, you, if it was generosity. I get what I'm saying. You can't, that, 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 that's a strong language. Say, so you've robbed me. <laughs> you robbed me. How can it be robbery if it, was, if it was out of my free will and my generosity? No, it's not out of your generosity. Hallelujah. He said, you robbed me. You robbed me. I saw you. You robbed me. Hallelujah. Let's go on. He said, will a man rob God? He said, ah, why did we rob you? God said, as hard as that is, will a man rob God? You don't think so? These guys robbed me. He said, where did you, he said, you robbed me in the tithes and in the offerings. Next verse. He says, you are what? I can't hear you guys. You are what? Take notes, please. They say you are cost to the cost because you have robbed me. Now take note. Many people still misquote or misinterpret what they said here. God did not say I have cost you. God does not cost people. That's not what he does at all. He didn't say I've, I've, I've cost you, I will cost you. He said you are cost with a cost. What he's saying is that the lifestyle you are building is cost. Oh man. Let me tell you something. Uh, some, I don't want to jump ahead of the other things, but let me don't, don't jump ahead of. But let me say this. Let me say this. I, I told you we went, we went yesterday. If you are living a lifestyle of fornication and, and those kind of things now, you are cursed with a curse. You will not die today, but the curse you are, you are building a habit and a lifestyle that marriage can't contain, because now you are fornicating. You are sleeping with anybody you like. You are enjoying. You are eating of all the garden freely. Then you will come to your marriage home and you are expected to stay with only one person. How are you going to survive that? How are you? You are used to a different style. This is why many people are unhappy in their marriages. Though. And I mean, I, I, I've been a pastor for 20 something years. I can tell you, many women or men, both, both sexes, always come and say, Pastor, I don't enjoy my sex life. It's not sweet. I say, compared to what? Compared to who? 
So if you are living a frivolous life, fornicating life, you are caused with a cause. The cause of dissatisfaction in your marriage when you marry. The cause of your ex appearing in your mind. Oh, you, you know that when you have sexual intercourse with someone, you are joining with... It's in the Bible and scientists have even proven it that there's a connection when people have sex. That's why when you meet the person again, chemistry still flows, even though you've not seen for 10 years. Am I speaking English? So if you are living that lifestyle, you will change fast. And help and let God help you remove those things you have deposited inside you because you have deposited things in you that will affect you down the road. You are cursed with a curse. Somebody get what I'm saying? So when God says things like this, He's not saying He is cursing you. He's saying this lifestyle you are going on, never going to end well. The ending can't be good. It might be 10 years or 20 years down the line, but the ending can't be good. I'm not enjoying my... It's not sweet. Compared to what? What did you taste? That is affecting your present enjoyment today. What did you go and eat? If you've only eaten one kind of beans all your life, it is sweet. The problem starts when you have eaten another beans that wasn't yours. So many, many people can, many marriages can never be fully joined because they, 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 they are connected to too many people. Too many exes. I know the world won't teach you this. They will tell you it's free. Have sex with anybody. They don't measure it. Look, there is no day disobeying God will lead to good things. Never. It's never going to happen. Some results come quickly. Some come long term. But it's never going to happen. Are you here, somebody? And the devil will tell you, no, it doesn't cost you anything. No, what's there? Who we know? <laughs> it's not about people knowing. That's the minor consequence. The real consequence is what only you will know. When you start suffering. So, when they say you are cursed with the curse, they're saying you are operating a lifestyle that has removed God from your finances. He said you will suffer. Because man doesn't live by bread alone. I told you last week, bread means money. You understand that? He said, give us this day our daily bread. So, bread is talking about your sustenance, your money. He's saying you want to live a lifestyle that is dependent... We, 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 when, when we're doing the teaching on dealing with depression, we looked at millionaires that committed suicide. Millionaires. If money was everything, why would... I mean, this, some of those guys were worth $200 million. My brother, $200 million is a lot of money anywhere in the world. $200 million. Even in hell, they respect $200 million. They'll tell you, that's a lot of money. So I'll say, man. Is somebody get what I'm saying? But if somebody that had, some of you Nigerians, if you have 200 million naira, nothing can kill you. You will refuse to die. Even if you tell a jam, you go say, for where? You know how long I suffer. <laughs> you will resurrect. You will tell them, don't worry, I go wake. But these guys had all the money, they had the fame, they had the popularity, they had the ease of natural life, but they didn't have something that you probably have now. If money was everything, they won't commit suicide. And Satan won't tell anybody that. He'll just say, keep chasing bread. If you have enough bread, you'll be happy. That's a lie! Don't fall for that trash! So, so to be too busy to spend time with God, to be too busy to come to church, you're already believing that lie. You're running with that lie. Telling yourself you don't have time for God. You, you, you have time. You, you need to adjust some things. And listen, I explained it last week. You won't lose anything by giving God time. You never lose. You never lose. You never lose. He will pay you back anything you seems you lost. He's too big to owe you. 
So we're, we're, we're all caught in that ideology. Money, 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 money. People are getting this and dying. They are unhappy. Some of you have more peace than some billionaires. You need to have two. Have three. So what will happen after that one? When I get out of the three, I will invest it again. What's not going to happen? Of course, you, I'm not saying it's not good to expand. Of course, we should all be expanding. But hope you know the more business you have, the less sleep. Yes. Because they'll be calling you with different things. Your manager has stolen your money. They have not been making profits. Come and sit down there. Some of you have more peace in your life than some of the people you are admiring. They are, they are admiring you. Because they are caught in that trap where they must keep running. And they can't rest. They're just running. Why are you running? I want to reinvest what I invested from my investment. <laughs> Most of them can't even eat the fruit of their labor. Most of you, you pay, you, 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 pay, you pay for cable TV that you don't watch. Am I correct? The person that is enjoying that cable TV cannot be working as you are working. That's how it works. You that are paying for it, you don't watch it. Better go and rest, you hear? What you need to survive in this life is not so much. You have ten houses. Thank you. How many of them are you taking away from here? Ask anybody in property business. The hottest properties are the ones that the owner just died. The children discharge it immediately. You see, they didn't work as hard as you to get that land. They can never value it like you. You are the one crazy about it. They are not. Oh, that's too deep. Somebody will get it next year. But ask any real estate person here. What are the hottest properties in the market? They will tell you. Father just died. Kids want to split it. Fast. Something you took 20 years to labor. So you, didn't go, you didn't know anything. You didn't even eat. You said, I will leave it for my children. Believe in it. The best thing you will leave for your children is a legacy to know God. Let them know God. Let them know God. Let them make heaven. There's nothing you have here you're taking anywhere. All of it are going to, it's going to die. Somebody's going to eat it. You are just a temporary landlord for that property. It's never yours. That is yours. Yours how? Yours to where? You met it here. You will leave it here. It's not yours. It's not yours. Yours how? And you will have no right to know what your kids will do with it. It's their prerogative. Some of the things you want to leave they might, might not be of value in, in their own time. When we're young, um, all businesses were material, were production, manufacturing. Today, all businesses are IT related. The big, big, big millionaires have no office. It's on a computer. All of them are in their garages. Who knows what, what the next generation would do? Somebody get what I'm saying? Labor, you're laboring over what has no end. You're worrying, I want to have, keep enough money for my children not to suffer. You're joking. They might not suffer financially. What of maritally? Are you going to keep wife for them? Are you going to keep a husband for them? Uh, you're going to deposit one girl inside the vault that this, my son will marry this girl when they grow. Life is not, there are things money can't solve. I want to leave my children to know God the way I know God. That's what has blessed me. Oh. See, you can't pass to your children what you don't have. You can't pass to them. And all they see you do is hustle. You, never, you don't even have time for them. And they know. They know money is, 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 is your worship. Are you here, somebody? So the tithe, the same principle that governs your time, governs your money. God is saying, give me a tenth of it, I bless the rest. Go back to Malachi we're reading. He said, give me a tenth of it, I'll bless the rest. Don't think you don't have enough, you do have enough. Once you give me the first ten of it, I bless it. The remaining ninety, many things will enter it. Many things that couldn't normally enter it, will enter it. It's a principle, it has nothing to do with me. I didn't write any of these things, I didn't start any of these things, but they are all valid principles. 
Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that they might be what? Please notice first. They say, bring ye what? All. Remember I told you that everywhere you are reading, you will see all, all, all. Bring ye all the tithes. Where should you bring it to? Storehouse. The storehouse there refers to God's house. Refers to God's house. Alright? You do not give your tithes to the poor. That's not what your tithe is for. Giving to the poor is another covenant. We all should give to the poor. That's part of, as human beings, self. You don't even have to be a Christian. I get what I'm saying, sir. Governments all around the world help the poor. In fact, Western world constantly give to Africa as the poor. And I'm hoping that we end one day. Very embarrassing. And I'm wondering when, when, if Africa ever develops, where, who would they be giving to? Because every time, people still have pictures of hungry looking kids everywhere in Africa. And I wonder, where are these people? And who are the people in charge of these people that are not doing their job? Because, I, 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 I don't know how long we want to keep doing this, because since I was young, I've been seeing these pictures till today. People like Bill Gates give billions and billions to Africa. Africa has not changed. That's one of the reasons, because poverty was never the real problem of the poor. Lack of money is not a problem of the poor. It's never. If like give the poor one billion trillion dollars, come back in ten years, you'll be poorer. Let's not go into that today. But you don't give your tithe to the poor. There are many greedy Nigerians uh, that are always the good. I think I cannot give my tithe to the pastor. The pastor, the, 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 let me can I take it to orphanage. Is that what they said there? You have to be given to orphanage regularly. Don't even wait for your birthday. Because that is very annoying. Because it's a raining thing in Nigeria now. Nigerians just like bandwagon men. I, they prepare me. Sometimes I, I believe I'm white. I told you, Abi. I think I'm white. I don't think I'm African. Sincerely. And I'm going to check my history. Because sometimes the way Africans think, I, I don't relate. It's your birthday. Then you go to orphanage and take cameraman and photographer and say, this is your bad day. So, other days are not your bad day. They won't eat. They won't eat because it's your... It's, it's, have a systematic way and if it's your bad day, look, go and groove your bad day if you want to groove your bad day. If you want to groove your bad day, go and rest. Don't come and now do one uh, funny thing that is just for your own conscience sake. They eat other days, oh. Your birthday is one day. There's three, sixty-four days left. Say, yeah, my birthday. You are still making it about you. It's my birthday. Still about you. If you want to bless people, step out of the way and help them. Not say it's my birthday. You are, it's you. It's you. Still, you are doing something for yourself. Stop using them to appease your conscience. That's not what giving to the poor is about. That story from that day. But please, let's grow up. Africa, would you like show? Uh, my bad day. Carry crackers, biscuits, and Indomie noodles. Indomie noodles. Your bad day. Those kids, they are getting tired of you guys. Oh. They are getting tired. They, 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 they tell me. They tell me. Getting tired of this. Indomie again. Indomie again. Indomie again. My bad day. So who's, who's bad day? Who, who, they, they come, they come. Who they do bad day? Who they do bad day? They know it's your bad day. Let's grow up, Jory, as Africans. Too lazy. You have come again. <laughs> your bad day. We don't go chop if not be your bad day. So the tithe 
does not go to the poor, please. It is holy to God. That's what we read now. It's holy to God. It's separated. You don't, you don't, you don't touch it. You don't give it to It is holy to God. It's holy to God. It belongs to Him. You don't give it to the poor. Give it to the poor. It's under covenant of His own. We all should give to the poor. Has nothing to do with the tithe. From your 90, you can give to the poor. Has nothing to do with the tithe. The tithe is not your prerogative. You don't even decide what is done with it. You have no place to it in it. It's not, it's not even your own. What concerns you with how God wants to spend his 10? It's none of your business. So, he said, bring it to the storehouse. Like I said, it refers to God's house. He said, that they may be what? Meeting. So, this, this explains it. My house. This is God talking. Let me meet in my house. So, tithing, it blesses you, the tither. But what it does for God's house is that he also funds God's house. It's a win-win situation. That's how God orchestrated it. You bring it in, it finances the house, then God blesses you in return. He said, let it be meet in my house. Do you know if all Christians tithe? When churches are doing projects like the one we're trying to do for the mainland, buy a bigger property, we will not even need to raise special money for it. If everybody tithes faithfully, the church will always have money to expand when it needs to expand. Are you getting what I'm saying? But most people in church do not tithe. The problem with you not tithing is that you two won't be as blessed as you should be. We've been, we've been, we've been, we've been behind for too long. There are so many things you could be, you could be doing right now that we're not doing as, 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 as a people because we're not faithful with God. Are you here, somebody? Bring it into the storehouse. Into the storehouse so that there be meat or resources to run the house. Hallelujah. A few things that we explain also here. It says so that there be meat in my house. Um, there's a, some portion in the Old Testament where they mentioned that, oh, um, when you bring your tithe, bring it to the, to the sanctuary or whatever, and you eat it there. And some people run away with that and start turning into argument. The Bible is not for argument. If you are going to argue with the Bible, you won't get anything from it. It's not for argument at all. You must have understanding and decode what they are really trying to say. In those days, um, most of their tithe was in farm produce. Picture all of us here, maybe 800 people or 1,000 people. Picture all of us here bringing our tithes. And it's farm produce. Mr. Debo brings... Mr. Debo, what would you like to do farming? Don't... Cassava. Eh? Cash crop. You still like money. Uh, what's a talk? <laughs> so let's say it's, it's farming cassava. Um, Josh, what would you like to farm? You don't know. Frida, help. Plantain. You, hey, I love plantain. Eh? <laughs> plantain. All of us bring our cash crop. Some people bring goat, bring cow, bring chicken, all those things. Picture it. All of us bring those things to this church. And remember, they didn't have sophisticated storage systems then. There's no way we will keep bringing it every week here. So God said, you know what? When you don't eat it at home, because it's mine. He said, bring it to my house. Eat it here. Now, what's the variation of that today? What are they, how does that apply to us as today? Does that mean we should take our money and come and eat it? No. As you have come to church, you pay your tithe in cash. This chair you are sitting on, who is sitting on it? You are eating your tithe. Is, is that AC blowing you? Who is it blowing? You or me? You are eating your tithe. That's you eating your tithe. That generator runs with diesel, not water. If it's on, and everything here is on, who is eating the tithe? That's how you eat your tithe. You are eating your tithe. If you have kids, they are in children's church, they will give them rabina and biscuits. They have AC there too. You are eating your tithe. That car park out there, where's Miss Chicky and Messi? It, so far, we've spent roughly how much to both clear it, secure it, and fill it. 
We spent more than five million. That car park you enjoy, you, if, you, if you ever park there, all that thing I seen there cost about five million naira. Clearing the towels that were there, um, filling it up with sand, five million naira. Who parks there? I don't park there. Who do you think parks there? That's your tithe. So you are eating your tithe. You are eating your tithe. How many of you like this screen? And those screen. We are all reading from that scripture, right? You like the way it flows, yeah? You squandering your tithe, baby. That's your tithe right there. That's your tithe right there. So it's not until I buy beans and yam for you here and we start eating. That's not what we do today. How many of you enjoy when we bring in at an embassy to the house? Like this Tuesday. You enjoyed it, have you? You eating your tide, baby. Because he, 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 people like that, they, 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 you, you don't just bring them and they sing and they go. You, give them, you see that he had band, have you? You saw people here singing here and playing instruments. They, they eat, they eat, they parent. So that was your tide you ate that Tuesday. You pondered your full tide. That was your time. How many of you were here for gaining momentum? You saw all those men of God that came. Some of them flew all the way from UK to come. He didn't, they didn't trek. They didn't trek from UK. They entered the plane. That's your tight right there. That's your tight right there. And when they came here, they didn't stay with me in my house. They stayed in the hotel. Why they went to the hotel? They ate. That's the tithe. That's the tithe. And when those people came and they ministered and they prayed, who were they ministering and praying to? Praying for? You. That's what the tithe does. Somebody gets what I'm saying? So, the tithe is there to be meeting in my house so that every time the church needs to do something, we don't have to come and appeal to people and say, please, oh, it's, 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 it's dehumanizing, it's, it's, it's shameful. It should not be so. Your nightclub, do they do like that? In your nightclub, do they come over there and say, we want to change our speaker, who are among the drunkards here, that can contribute uh, 100,000 to change our speakers. Have you seen the nightclub before? You know what they do? They collect their money at the gate. So that when they need to upgrade their speakers, they don't have to come and appeal to you. So if you are faithful in your giving in the club, but you come here and you are telling me stories. I've watched football matches. I'm a football person. I've watched football matches in different worship stadiums. I've worshipped at Emirates Worship Stadium. Arsenal, I've worshipped at Etihad Worship Stadium for Man City, my own club. I've worshipped at um, White Lane, uh, White House Lane, um, Tottenham Hotspur. I've worshipped in major stadiums of the world. You pay your offering and tithe at the gate. Some people pay season tickets. They give their giving for the year once. And you see them keep expanding. You see them have multimedia screens, have a lot of things. Have paid, paid, you, you pay footballers. Your, you see, oh, you think those footballers, what? Oh, I have to say that. I think people don't know that. Who do you think pays Lionel Messi's salary? It's you. You are the one paying Lionel Messi's salary. And you're happy about it, but you're angry against the pastor driving a Bentley. You're paying Lionel Messi. What is Lionel Messi ever done for you? If you're a national fan, he has even defeated your team. He has messed you up, messed your day up. What does Lionel Messi do for you? Nothing. Nothing. Because, oh, you don't know how you pay him. Let me tell you how you pay him. 
If you ever have DSTV or if you ever watch DSTV or watch any of those cable sessions that provide, that show you the match, those people pay the people that play. Those ones pay the, and they eventually not pay the footballer. That's how it works. You are employing Lord and Mercy. To soccer. But here in church, we cancel you. We pray for you. We are the ones you talk to and have a problem. We are the ones that train your kids, children's church, teenage church, look after their lives, and you don't want to give one naira. So you see why God said you are cursed with a curse. You are living a warped mind lifestyle. You are financing frivolities, financing fun, financing pleasure, and you won't finance spiritual things. You say you are cursed with a curse. That lifestyle can't take you far. Somebody getting enlightened today. That's what the tithe is for. He said, let it be meat in my house. Oh, and of course we have loads of staff in the church. Loads of staff. All the security men. Every time you come here, don't you meet a mobile policeman armed there? Oh, he, 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 he's not a member of the church. He's not a member. He's not a volunteer. He's, he's there on duty. He's being paid. And some of you don't know that. Every service is a mobile policeman there. Why do we do that? Because we need to provide security. There, there are times they can rob people out there. To provide security. They're paid. They're the ones that open the gate. The ones who are blue open the gate and help you park. They're paid. Then, then this gen, we don't wait to service there to service. There are people that manage the facility. They're being paid. And we have administrative staff and other staff. All the, the two churches together, we have close to 80 or so staff now that do different small, small things that you look is not important, but it's important. Are you getting what I'm saying, sir? They have been paid. Hallelujah. Do you know, sir, for you to make it to this service today, do you know how many people you paid to get here? You are living in a house. You paid your landlord. Or you, are you there for free? You paid. To enter Uber or you drove, you paid, you paid for that car or you paid for the Uber. You close your way, you pay for, so you've spent so much money to get here, but this place is the only place you don't want to give any money among your whole life. Every other person is collecting money from you. And they don't promise you anything more than the, the physical thing they give you in return. This is the only house where after you give, there's a spiritual blessing that can even go way beyond whatever you give. Then this is the place you don't want to give. God said you're cursed with a curse. You're cursed with a curse. So let me be meeting my house. So that the house can do whatever it needs to do without coming to appeal every minute. Hallelujah. You like the billboard out there? See, everything any other, any other organization does, we as a church, we do. The difference is that they charge, we don't. Those organizations, your business, your office where you work, you rent a facility. We too get to have facilities. You use this, we use this. You have staff, we have staff. Everything we do, that they do. And they are not ashamed to talk about money. I've never seen any company be ashamed to talk about money. That we are Coca-Cola, just drink, no, no worry. Nobody does that. They will tell you actually the price. Okay, let's try and move on. Second thing. <laughs> or third thing, or whatever number thing it is. He said, let me meet in my house. On that thing that gives you problems, that they think, okay, but brother, if I pay my tithe, what is the tithe being used for? I need to know it is being judiciously. You need to understand how these things work. What you can do for yourself is to find a church where you trust the leadership of the church. That's all you need to do. If, you, if, if, if you're here and you don't really trust what we do with them, please go look for one church you can trust. But somebody like you usually will not find anywhere. But the advice is look for a church you can trust that you believe in. And it's fine. There's nobody that can tell you you must be in one particular church. Look for where you know you can trust. But you need to trust God that He trusts the people He has appointed there. That's just it. Because I've not seen anywhere, even when we're all idol worshippers as Africans, and Shongo says somebody should bring goats. Picture, picture, this is what they are telling you to do. So, Shongo, you all bring goats to worship Shongo. 
Then the next day, you come and ask the, the priest. That way that goes yourself yesterday. What do I eat and do? It's you they will sacrifice next. That's how stupid it is when you give God something and you are worried, you are concerned about what is being done. What are you doing with the 90% they left with you? That should be your focus. As long as you trust the leadership of your church, you are fine. Church like this, we have a board of trustees. We are reputable people. We have account people. I've never counted or kept church money. Never. In the 20-something years we've run. I've, ne- I've never been a signatory. Not that I was before. I've never been a signatory of any of the church accounts. See, forever. For the first 20 years of this church, church didn't pay me one naira. Not one. Not one naira. 20 years. Do you know what that is? Your whole life is not for 20 years. Are you here, somebody? If you don't trust church, go, go to where you trust. But that you, that you affect your own destiny because of your suspicion. What are they doing with that? It's like those people that keep, you know those people that keep um, sacrificing in roundabout or in junction. You know those people? They call it airboy in Yoruba. Some of you are too agile, but I don't know. This, this guy is here, nobody talking about. My wife, you know it, Abby? You know They keep it at some of you, have, some of you have done it. They now put egg and all those things. Can you picture how stupid it is for that same guy that dropped that elbow to come the next day and be checking who ate the egg? That's how stupid it is when you pay tight and that your, your next job is to turn to FBI to investigate. It's, a, it's, a, it's an action of faith. Your focus should be on the blessing that comes from obeying God. You can't be following the priest and say, what did they do? Everywhere in scripture, the priest, there's a part of the tithe that belongs to the priest to eat. By that, by it, it doesn't mean me now. There are a lot of people involved in this priesthood to serve you today. There are some music people, some people who play the equipment, they are on staff. They are part of the priesthood. So it doesn't mean that I sit down and eat the tithe. I don't do it. I've never done it. It's never happened before. But all these people that play instruments, you enjoy the music. Yes, your tithe growing. I don't know if somebody's getting what I'm saying at all. So that's the next point. Let's move on. Give me that scripture now. It says, so bring it to my house. Let the supplies in my house. Said Lord of Hosts. Said, um, uh, he said, he said, and do what? Prove me now. The, <clears throat> this is the only scripture that God said to test him. The only scripture. Every other part of scripture, God said, trust me. Just trust me. But this one, eh, God knew that Nigerians would get born again one day. And Nigerians will see this thing about money. And they will become skeptical. And God said, look, tr- test me. For the first time, God put himself. You, you don't understand what that means. You don't understand what that means. God humbled himself, saying, I know you're in Nigeria. I know you, are, you have issue. I know there are things trying to freeze your brain. He says, he said, don't listen to anybody shouting at you. Don't even listen to pastor. He said, test me. Test me. So God is giving all of you here that challenge. He's giving you that challenge. Test him. If you test him for a few months and it doesn't work, eh? you are free on the basis of this discussion to tell him, Lord, I tested you and you failed. Forget me, I'm not, I'm, a, I'm, I'm just, see, in, in eternity, eh, they, won't, they won't say line up behind your pastor. In eternity, everybody's going to stand one by one. That's why it's stupid to allow somebody's life affect your salvation. Yeah. Hey, I heard that this pastor did something wrong. Because of that, I'm not going to obey God again. Ah! In heaven, they won't, you won't, all these excuses, won't, you will stand on your only you and give account of your own life. They won't say stand behind your pastor. So don't take my word for it. Don't take the word of anybody shouting, telling you rubbish on this. See, he's giving you a direct challenge. He said, for once, 
I'm the almighty God. Oh, I made heaven and earth. Nobody tests me. Oh, I, just trust me. I can do it. But they say, you're in Nigeria. I know you have a problem. He said, look, test me. Test me for once. You test me. Don't, not, not somebody else's test. You. Test me. Me and you. Forget anything. Forget pastor. Forget anybody talking. Me and you. Test me. He said, if I don't open you the window of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. That's your challenge right there. Take him up on it. Not me. I have nothing to do with it. I I, my own life is separate from your own. Take him up on it. Try to tight for a couple of months. If things don't get better, stop. Uh, no, I can't say stop tightening. If things don't get better, do whatever you like. As you and God agrees. But I'm telling you categorically, this is a big challenge here. He said, test me if I want to open you. And many people don't realize. Don't realize that. Your tithing connects you to heaven's economy. So even when this natural economy is having a problem, God still finds a way to send you supplies. That's what tithing is. It's how we open you to of government, of heaven. That way you are connected to me. So even when this natural world is having issues, me and you have, still have a contract. You are connected. That's what it does. And listen, the beauty of it is that there are other aspects of your life that need help that money can't solve. So by tithing, you, you're, you're, you're active. It shows that you're in an active covenant with God. He comes through for you. Even things that are not related to money. Hallelujah. In closing, tithing did not start from the law, as some people have thought. Because I'm able to shout that, oh, it's the Old Testament. Give me Genesis 14. I'll end with this tonight. Many people assume that tithing is in the law, and they say we're not under the law again. All those funny, funny things. Like I said, the Bible is not for argument. If you're an argumentative person, you won't get anything from this book. Because this book is based on faith and it's for revelation. It's based on revelation that you have with God. If you, don't, if you are chasing arguments, you can, see, you, can, you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say. I hope you know that. So if that's what you're trying to achieve. You don't, and, and unfortunately for you, God is the worst person to scam. Because beyond your action, he knows your intention. So you can't deceive him. So if you are doing that, you are wasting your life. Because God is the worst person in the world to try to scam. He sees beyond whatever you say or whatever you do. He's seeing your real intention. You can't deceive your wife, deceive your kids. You can't deceive God. Waste of time to try it. So, um, some people say oh, tithing is from Old Testament, is from um, um, the law. Um, Abraham lived 430 years before the law. Abraham was not under the law. We are not connected to Moses. We are connected to Abraham. We are the seed. We are from the seed of Abraham. Do you understand? That's why we sing Abraham's blessings are mine. Do you understand? That song is from the Bible. Do you understand, guys? We are not children of Moses. We are children of Abraham. Is somebody getting this, sir? So to be telling me about uh, Deuteronomy, to be telling me about Moses, it means you don't know who broke my covenant. My covenant has nothing to do with Moses. My covenant has to do with Abraham. Tell me about Abraham. Tell me if Abraham tithed or not. Then I will answer you. But if you are telling me about Moses, I'm not, I'm not under Moses. I'm under Abraham. Did Abraham tithe? Yes, he tithe. Did Jacob tithe? Yes, he tithe. We are, that's our covenant. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They all tithed. So where do you, where, where you come, where you come about Moses? What's Moses? So let's go to Abraham, our father. I hope you know this is your father. I hope you don't know enough Bible to know what I'm saying, but Abraham is your father. It's not Mr. Kosoko, it's Abraham that's your father. <laughs> Spiritually speaking, okay? He said, and Melchizedek, king of what? See, the first time Jesus appeared in the Bible was to receive tithes. First time he ever appeared in the Bible. Some people don't know Jesus appeared throughout the Bible. Jesus appeared throughout the Bible. 
There are different times he appeared. He appeared in Daniel when he was the fourth man in the fire. Do you understand, guys? Some people don't know this. Jesus didn't just come when he came physically here. There are other times he had appeared. When the occasion demanded it. So that time he threw those three Hebrew boys in the fire. Jesus appeared. Then I don't know worry. Calm down. Nothing happened. He appeared. I'm sure he was dressed like me. Jacket looking cool. Say, calm down. Nothing happened. He was the fourth man in the fire. And they too said, this guy looks like the son of God. He looks like an angel. He, look, he, was, he was Jesus. He was there with them. Say, no worry. I'm not going to go. I'm going to go. Now. Listen, I, I, I tag you for one post. You know, you know Sam. They were just in. Fire was burning. He was there with them. What makes hell bad is not fire. What makes hell bad is that God is not there. Oh. That's another series. That's another series. God is not afraid of fire. God himself is the consuming fire. So why is afraid of fire? The issue, why, why fire, hell fire is bad is that Jesus is not going to be there with us. Oh, no, no, sorry. Not with us. He's not going to be there. That's what I'm not I ain't going there, my brother. He ain't going there. That's what makes it bad. This was they were in fire and Jesus was there. The fire became air conditioning. It became okay. Okay. So, this on this, the first time Jesus appeared physically is to receive the tithe. That's how important this is. Um, so, you know the story. Abraham went to fight war. He just came out. And there was a guy called Melchizedek. Melchizedek, king of what? King of Salem means king of what? Peace. The word Salem means peace. Jerusalem. The word Salem means peace. Do we understand this, guys? So, what they're saying is that this guy is king of Salem. Meaning he is what? King of peace. In other words, what do we call Jesus today? Prince of Peace. The word prince, those days, and king, they, they, they were used interchangeably. All that is in the Bible. I don't have time for that. So basically, he's prince. They say, King of. Um, he said, I came, Prince of Peace. See again. They said, He brought what? Bread and wine. So people again ran off with this one. They thought the bread and wine he brought is bread and put fish inside and butter. That Abraham was hungry. That's what they think. Abraham was a multi millionaire. Abraham was not hungry. Bread and wine was a covenant meal people used to have then. Whenever the, those people that came for gaining momentum, you thought, I have thought that many years here. Bread and wine is communion, but is communion, the purpose of communion is for, to remind you that you are, see, you are not alone. That's why when Jesus was saying communion, he said, do this often in remembrance. That's the purpose of communion, to remind you that, hey, you are in a covenant with somebody, you are not alone. This is how he's in Abbey. It's English now. Because some things, Abraham was hungry. Oh, then my sister, like, please came. He bought a bread, I gave bread, and gave him. What are you talking? What? Are... I'm not. I'm not worried about people that run mad. It's people that listen to the mad person. That me, I'm more concerned about. How do, how do you hear this and you receive this? If you can process thoughts, Abraham was not a hungry person. He said, and and, and he broke wine, and and he was the priest of the Most High God. Um, go on. He says, because um, some people think communion started in New Testament. Communion said, see, be, anything before Moses is still part of our covenant today. Anything before Moses. Moses was on a broad law. Anything before that time. Communion didn't start in New Testament. Communion has always been in a covenant. And we are in a covenant. He said, and he, and, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham of the Most High God, possessor of what? The heaven and the earth. Next verse. And blessed be the Most High God, which had delivered what? Thy enemies into your hands. It's a covenant thing. You didn't go to that battle alone. You don't go to work alone. That business, that country that came out, you didn't go alone. You never went alone. He says, he never went in my hands. He said, and he gave him what? Did you see that word all again? Somebody seen that all? 
So whether it's bonus, whether it's income, whether it's somebody that's you, whether it's financial gift, all the tithes of it, it must belong to God. Say, so gave him tithes of all. Jump to Hebrews. They shared the same story. They began to explain to us who this Melchizedek guy was. Um, I think it's seven from us. Three or so. If you have a description from mainland now, I've done this thing before. They were de- describing the Melchizedek guy. They said he was without father and without what? Mother. See, that time, eh, they didn't know who he was. Today, by revelation and by, because they've, they've written the stories, we know who he was. But remember that time, they didn't know him. They just saw him. A priest always appeared whenever it was time for tithe. He always came out. They didn't know where he was coming from. Didn't know where he was going. Didn't know who he was. They couldn't trace him to any natural connection. There's only one person like that. He said, without father, without mother, without relations. He said, having neither what? Beginning of days, nor what? End of life. Only one person. He said, but he was made like what? You see this? They literally have given you the code here. That he is the son of God. He says, he abided a priest. What? Continuously. The rest of us human beings, our priesthood has end. They say, this one, he's a priest continuously. If he was a physical human being, can any physical human being live from that time? Of Abraham till now, physically. He was not, he never a physical human being. Never was. Never was. He's a priest continuously. Next verse. It says, uh, next verse, guys. He said, uh, oh, okay. What? Verse 8. Give me verse 8. I'm just trying to be as fast as I can. Okay, good. And so he said, here, men that die receive tithe. So when you bring the tithe here, as the pastor here, I receive it and bless you. I don't eat it. It doesn't work like that. I don't pack all of it into my house. It doesn't work like that. But I bless it and receive it on behalf of the house. He said, human beings like us receive it there. But he said, but there. But there. So every time you tithe, it is received both here and there. All this is in the Bible. I didn't write any of these things. This is Hebrews, not Kingsley. This is Hebrews 7. I didn't write any of these things. These things were written for me and you were born. So it had nothing to do with me, guys. Forget anybody trying to freeze your brain. This has nothing to do with all of us. All of us met these things here before they came. Don't fall for that trash in this day and age. It says, There he receives them, of whom it is witness that he is still alive. Even Satan knows there's only one person still alive. Who is he? He came that time to collect it and they said he is still collecting it himself today. Every time you tithe physically, he still receives them physically. This has nothing to do with me, guys. And you are free to do whatever you feel like to do. But my own duty is to tell you, not to help you do it. Are you here, somebody? They say, witness that he liveth. Glory to God. The tithing blesses you. It blesses the remaining 90% in your hand and it reminds you that you are connected to God and it begins to move into other areas of your life that even money can't solve. It brings it up. It brings, it brings blessing upon your kids, upon your family, upon your children, upon everything that is yours. Thank you, Father. Can we bow our head for one minute? Lord, I want to pray for everyone that is under my voice today. Lord, we have received your word. Uh, Thank you for strength to obey your word. Thank you for strength to obey your word.
Thank you because you've asked us to prove you and we, we take you up on that challenge. We're going to do what you have said we should do. We are open and ready to be connected to heaven's economy. Thank you for financial favor. Thank you for even favor that money cannot buy. Thank you for help that only you can supply. We give you praise today. And Lord, I pray for anyone going through a hard time, going through a crisis. Lord, we ask that you show yourself strong. Appear for them the way you appeared for the three boys. Appear for them even in their own fire. In the name of Jesus. Lord, any mouths of lions opened against any of your children would decree, let them be shot in the name of Jesus. Anywhere they can't speak for themselves, anywhere they can't fight for themselves. Father, we ask that you appear and defend your children in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for wisdom. Wisdom to live in this life. Wisdom to, to achieve our purpose. Wisdom to be all that we can be. We receive that strength from you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Were you blessed? Go ahead and give God praise. We know you've been blessed by this message. To order a copy of this message or any of our messages, you can call us on 080-777-14411 or 080-777-14412 or you can visit our website on www.davidschristiancenter.org David's Christian Center, home of victorious people.